A mystery is solved with a story. The story starts with a clue, but the trouble is that you usually have no idea what the clue is, even if you think you know. Lemony Snicket. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. We are talking today about Act One. And in particular, the external fight in Act One. What is happening in the world to your character that starts off the rest of the events of the plot? Of all of the elements in a story, I think this one's my favorite. I actually prefer writing an inciting action over a climax because there is so much potential for absolutely terrible things to go wrong. I don't have to like sew it up with a nice button. It's just destroy everything. So I am going to say this is my favorite episode we're doing this month. So during Act 1, you need to start with a hook. This is not always the inciting action. What it is, is an introduction to the character, but not necessarily the problem. This will often be the end of the story previous. The part that you didn't tell because it belonged in last episode, before Act 1. The cop is putting handcuffs on the bad guy and has another great day of saving the world. This hook will just be to let us know about the character. This lets us know in an interesting way what this world is like. This is before we get introduced to the villain and the actual problem. You will often have good vibes here. You will often represent your character as being comfortable with where they are and what they're doing. Obviously, this doesn't apply to a lot of stories because we're going to talk about in the next episode that internal fight usually exists in this early part of the story, but they're comfortable with it. They're comfortable with the lie. They're comfortable with where they are and how they're doing, and it's good vibes, but it's the old world order. You do need to establish that whether the character realizes it or not, there is something wrong with the old world order. The Lord Ruler is still being mean, but your hero is having a good day because they managed to steal food. One of the key elements of the external of what's happening to your character in Act 1 is that they are swept along with the story. Stuff happens to them. Bilbo gives the ring to Frodo. Frodo did not ask for the ring. Stuff is happening to Frodo. He's not choosing the adventure. The adventure is choosing him. They can be making choices, but whatever is happening in the world is pulling them in whether they like it or not. And sometimes they're fine with it. Other times they're not, and they would rather stay at home and eat their food and not get invaded by a bunch of dwarves. Another part that's important in the external process of the first third of your story is to set the mood for your story. This includes things like including any possible triggers that might happen later on, but also, especially those opening lines, opening paragraphs, you are setting a mood for how the reader should be approaching your story. Because if you do it in a comedic way and then everything else is serious, they're going to feel let down. So establish the kind of mood that you plan to write in, whether it is that dark, grimy, gritty world or something a lot lighter, or something humorous. Establish that really early, and then continue on in with that hook 
of establishing the sorts of things that your readers are going to encounter through your book. Unfortunately, this is why it's so popular to start with weather. I don't really recommend this because while we like to associate moods with weather, it's not always applicable. Like, it rains outside, I get happy. And that might be a fun way to twist this, is to go, it was a dark and dreary day and it made my soul happy. Okay, there's something new, something interesting, a different way you have sort of a Wednesday Adams vibe to that. Now, after the hook, you will find yourself needing to write a moment of discovery. This is an introduction to the world that has more questions than answers. This is not yet an encounter with the villain. This is something is wrong, something is different, something is weird. In the recent Mario movie that came out, not a fantastic movie, but it had a lot of great structure moments. This moment of discovery is when they go through the pipes underneath New York to Toadland. We haven't really met the villain yet. It's just this moment of, okay, I am somewhere different. They may also discover powers, discover that they have some sort of weird ability. They don't understand it. They may get very confused and not understand it was them, such as accidentally removing the panel of glass to the snake enclosure when your cousin gets really, really annoying. Again, no actual understanding of who the bad guy is, no real danger, but definitely something new and the character is discovering it. The ring wraiths are not yet closing in, but you have the ring and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. Next up is probably the most important element of Act 1, and that is the inciting action. This is not always the same as the hook moment. The inciting action is what draws your character into the actual plot. It is the introduction to the big bad villain. The inciting action can take place immediately chapter one, just throw your readers into it, or it can take place almost all the way through act one. Anywhere in act one, things change because the hero goes head to head with the villain and falls flat on his face. It doesn't always have to be the villain themselves. Sometimes it can be a person acting for the villain, like their minions, but it is experiencing the villain's power, their strength, their control, and then failing to fight against it. Until this point, the reader might be able to guess, but we don't know what the problem is, and we can't guess at a solution. The inciting action shouts the problem at the hero and the reader so that we know, okay, there's a dead body. I am a detective. This is going to be a murder mystery. This is the problem. Dead body. Solution. Find the murderer. Not every single inciting action is actually a conflict with the villain. In Harry Potter, the inciting action is Hagrid showing up and saying, you're a wizard, Harry. So for that inciting action, he's not actually encountering Voldemort. He's not encountering any sort of villain. He's encountering the truth of his own history. Through all of that, he is introduced to the fact that he was the boy who lived, that he did once upon a time face Voldemort and lived, even got cursed. That's how he got a scar, all of that. So we see that, but it's not actually a full-blown fight. On the flip side, 
you can have an inciting action that actually does have a full fight and and leads to, as Lee wrote it in the notes, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's barbecue. <laughs> this conflict, even though Luke doesn't actually meet Vader face to face, Vader is directly influencing a change in Luke's life. It is Vader's fault that aunt and uncle are crispy. Therefore, Luke gets sent on this quest. There is also a swap of the balance of power in the world and your hero's story. He was great. Everything was great. Old world order. Things were wrong, but comfortable. The inciting incident, Vader is now on top and Luke is underneath. If the cop had arrested this maniac before and the maniac breaks out of jail, then the inciting incident is the maniac going, you're mine now, I'm going to kill you. The maniac now has more power than the cop. And so the power difference between your hero and villain becomes very obvious at the point of the inciting action. And remember that your villain doesn't always have to be a person. This still applies. If the villain is a society or the environment for something like a survival story, the plane crashes into a jungle environment, the jungle is the villain that they have to face, and it has all of the power. Not to say that the jungle wasn't powerful before, but it didn't have power over your hero in the survival story that it does for most of the story. When looking at the exterior stuff that's happening with your story in Act 1, this is the time to be thinking about what your villain's plan is, assuming the hero doesn't get in the way. If you have that mapped out, it'll make next act much easier. So now is the time to decide if the hero is supposed to play a part in the villain's plan or if they just keep getting in the way. If it's a, I'm going to make everyone realize what a fraud the hero is, or Frodo keeps stepping in and screwing up Sauron's plan. Also consider what your villain's backup plan is, because they likely have more than one possibility of how they've planned out how their plot is going to unfold. If they're a good villain, if they've actually put planning and thought into taking over the world or whatever, they're going to have backup systems in place. Consider that. As the hero starts to actually have an influence on the story, on how things unfold, then you already have an idea of how your villain is going to respond, how they're going to overcome and create a real challenge for your main character during Act 2 and 3. Basically, Act 1 is a bunch of establishing to the reader what can be expected throughout the rest of the story, what you're hoping to achieve, what the hero is going to go through in some aspect, and what moods and boundaries that you are setting as a storyteller. So establishing Act 1, especially through that inciting incident, is going to be key in how you tell the rest of your story. But it's not as important if you don't right selfishly if you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on facebook by searching for aspenhouse publishing 